This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Woodman here along with the Mark Weber. Dub them east. And we are here, podcast numero dos this week. You, like... This is becoming a normal thing. thing. Yeah. I, I kind of, I don't know if I, it's one of the things, I like giving you guys extra content, but it's one of those things where it's like, it, it was special the first time. Are we doing it too much? But hey, Super Bowl week, we got to give you something special. And plus, next week, it's our podcast anniversary. So yeah. uh, coming up. If you want to get us gifts, uh, send them down below in the comment section. But yeah, it's the, what, how long have we been doing this now? Um, I don't know if this is. I think this will be year five. Okay, because I know because I know. And I think it's four. I want to say for the very beginning, uh-huh. it was twenty twelve ish, but mm-hmm. I think I'm talking about since we really became MVP in the onside. We've been doing the onside kick for a while. Been we've, a while. We've morphed. For I'm going to let you guys in. Start this podcast before we get to the 49ers first. In this podcast is we started off as an everything podcast, then went to a Chicago podcast yep. before we finally figured out and said, well, duh, it's the onside kick. Let's just focus on football. And that's where we stand to this day. But today on the podcast, talking 49ers, John Lynch going to be hired as the GM. Kyle Shanahan will be the coach, but mainly looking at that John Lynch hiring. We're going to look at the Bills and their draft. Should they trade up? to get a quarterback, and then the Browns, also a quarterback, when in the draft should they draft an NFL quarterback. But, Mark, yep, it is. it's said that this Niner team is going to hire John Lynch, formerly of the, for me, the I remember him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's been an analyst on Fox, so he's never been a GM. He will be the GM of the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan looks to be going to be hired as the head coach. Both will get six-year deals. I want to ask you this question. Is this move, the John Lynch move for the Niners, is it bold or is it bizarre? Um. Well, I would say it's... I would want to say it's bizarre, but at least I see where they're coming from. So the reason I say that is it doesn't make sense because the guy has no managing experience. Mm-hmm. He doesn't manage. He's never worked in a front office. Um, he's never really owned companies. Not that he's the owner, but he's in charge of pretty much everything. So he has zero experience other than he was good in the NFL. But I get what they're going for in the sense of we don't have a lot of options. We understand that. Let's at least do something that will get people excited. Mm-hmm. And John Lynch is a guy who can get people excited. He understands the NFL. He was a commentator, so they kind of figured he understands the game. Um, and they see maybe John Elway. They maybe see uh, – um, I'm blanking on some of the other guys who have been players and then turned into GMs uh, other than Matt Millen, of course. Um, well, really, that's another guy who doesn't have experience. And really, that's the big thing. When um, Florio was on Dan mm-hmm. Patrick, he said, really, this has two ways that it can go. You're hoping it goes John Elway, but it can go Matt Millen. And right yep. now, a lot of people are looking at it and go, there's more similarities to Matt Millen than there are John Elway. Yep. Um, Ozzie's who I'm thinking of in, in Baltimore. But uh, he knew some. The the big thing here that I that I look at this and say is I get you're trying to do something different, but really to me what this smells of is nobody wanted the job. And you kind of package this not good decision into a look, it's a surprise. It's something different. You know, we're trying to go a new direction. It's like when a here's the thing. Those of you who might not know anything about diamonds, trust me, this guy knows shit about diamonds. Mm-hmm. I had to buy one. Uh, so <laughs> there's this this color to diamonds every now and then. He's you, very happy, though, that he had to buy that diamond. Yeah, I, I bought that shit, and I did a damn good job buying it. because you're getting married. I'd hope you'd be happy. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the big things um, to, to diamonds is the four Cs that they talk about. We're okay. not going to go into it. But one of the things is the color. And you want one that— Is it color, carrot— Color, clarity, carrot, 
cut, I think. Okay. Um, if I remember right, I might have messed one of them up. Uh, anyways, no one's going to know in the comment <laughs> section, so who cares? Uh, the color. No you one want MVP something either. You're the first getting married. That's right. You want something that's as close to clear as possible. You know, uh-huh. no color. On the complete opposite end of that is a brown diamond. That's mm-hmm. a shit diamond. That diamond sucks. You don't want to buy it. <laughs> Yet, has anybody heard about a chocolate diamond before? They are packaging these shit diamonds that aren't worth anything as I, chocolate I, diamonds. I've seen Julie commercials. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, right? nice chocolate diamond. That's what this is. It is nobody wanted the job. There is no worth to this. Who wants to have anything to do with the San Francisco 49ers right now? No one wants to have anything to do with York either as uh, as an owner. And they're saying, we're going to take this kind of bad situation, the yeah, bottom of the brown, barrel. They're brown diamonds, like literally brown yeah, diamonds. Yeah, they're chocolate. Uh, don't eat them. But, you know, Mark, gonna, yeah, they're chocolate. We're going to package this oh into this God. deal, put a pretty little bow on it, and say, look, it's John Lynch. Isn't uh, this a great move that we made? And I think everybody is seeing through it as, no, nobody wanted the job. This was the only guy that was willing to take it. I mean, literally, you had two different guys from the Packers who could have taken this job as GM who constantly get talked about as potential uh, hirings for GM who both said, yeah, no, I don't want it. Well, it was, I can't remember the exact name of one of them, but the guy who got the Colts job, mm-hmm. they were originally wanting him. He said, that was, no, that's I didn't Wolf, want right? it. That's Wolf. And then they wanted someone who's in the Patriot organization. They wanted to package that with him and Josh McDaniels. Well, that fell through. And Josh neither McDaniel one ain't leaving it. anywhere. Yeah. But this is one where I feel like I feel like it has potential to work. And the only reason why I say that is from what it looks like, both him and Shanahan are going to have. Um, they're both going to have six years on their contract, and. Really, it's one of the things of, okay, A, who's going to be able to work with Kyle Shanahan? And two, it looks like Kyle Shanahan's going to have most of the control. It's just going to be up to John Lynch to hire the management staff, the front office staff. To do the job for him. And just kind of run, mm-hmm. make sure everything runs smoothly. And that's the thing that's going to be the most important is, who does John Lynch surround himself by? Because the one thing that they mentioned in the broadcast when the Packers played the um, the Falcons, I don't remember all the names they listed, but there were a lot of former GMs and former people that have worked in NFL front offices that the Falcons said, fuck it, let's bring them on. Like, bring these people on, let's get the best people in here. One of them, and the only reason I remember his name is because he was with the Bears. Phil Emery's on that staff now. Gross. He's in that front office. And they've got all this collection of guys who have been in NFL front offices. And look, they're in the Super Bowl right now. And the thing is, now I'm not saying Phil Emery was going to bring you guys to a Super Bowl, so don't get anything twisted, Mark. But that's going to be the key for John Mm -hmm. Lynch. Who does he surround himself with yeah. in San Fran. The the thing that I find interesting about this, and, and I'm not just trying to criticize all this is happening at the moment. Um, you have John Lynch, a guy who has no front office experience, and you have Shanahan, who's a guy who had a failed job in mm-hmm. Washington. Um, and now offense coordinator job's gone great in Atlanta, but, I mean, he's got Julio Jones, he's got Devonta Freeman, he's got Matt Ryan. He's he, got some of the best players. Yeah, what's going to go wrong there? So it's just, you're taking quite the gamble. And the other thing that I like to point out in our pretty packaging that we have with this job is saying, six-year deal. We're not going to fire you after one year. We're not going to get rid of you just because of, you know, a disagreement. No, you got six years. Isn't that a big, long contract? You know, to me, it, this just smells of we're trying to do as much of a PR job as possible on this. This is saying things are different, guys. We have changed. We have learned. And to me, it's like, all right, cool. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, yeah. And to me, the the big thing is look at the Niners. And two of the things that I wanted to bring up was when you look at some of the most shocking moves that we've seen just in the NFL, just in the NFL. Like, 
the big thing we're looking at here, bold compared to bizarre. And I'll be honest, the reason I I kind of frame this with bold and bizarre is because I watched the, and this is the only Cowherd video I was able to watch today, was the one where we talked about John Lynch. And he said that really, let's not, let's not be crazy. There's a huge disparity between a bold move and a bizarre move. A bold move is like, okay, I'm not thinking that, but that's smart. A bizarre mm-hmm. move is like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't have done that. You mentioned Phil Emery, so I think that in this case, a guy like Mark Tressman, I was called that a bold move of saying, mm-hmm. let's go to the CFL. You know, that was John is Elway. That bold or is that bizarre? No, I would say that was bold. That was okay. a bold move. Just like John Elway saying, hey, he's got experience in the AFC. Let's take him. Well, That's a bold move. Like another bold move that Cowherd mentioned, the Buccaneers firing Lovey Smith after one year. Mm-hmm. Coach who's had Super Bowl success, got fired in Chicago after a winning season. That was a bold move to fire him after one year. Some other bold or bizarre, I'll leave it up to you guys to judge which. Chip Kelly getting fired after one year. Correct move. Tom Sula being hired as the interim after Harbaugh got fired. And Har- bizarre. And yeah. Harbaugh being fired in yep. the first place. Yep. And another one, keeping the um, bulky still on as GM, even though you knew he wasn't the long-term answer. So it's a lot of these, like, he brought up the bringing in the baseball analyst in Cleveland to Bold run the move. front yep. office for... The Browns, is it bold or bizarre, though? That's the thing. That's, that's one where I would say bold because that has proven success. You said this guy can do it in this sport. We're going to make the bold move of saying he can do it in our sport. And the thing that it looks like is all these moves mm-hmm. that he brought up, he was like, most of them, where, like, how good are those teams? Another one he brought up, the Texans giving a contract to Brock Osweller without even meeting him. That's a bizarre move. Usually you meet a quarterback before you give him but a contract. But the one thing I, w- I would call that one bold only in the sense of the fact of that's the quarterback market. I mean, but you for would, a starting quarterback, that's what you do. But it has nothing to do with the con- contract. To me, what made it bizarre is you didn't even want to meet the guy before you gave him a contract. Like actually sit down with him and kind of just. They're it, not there to be his friend. He's there to lead a team to oh, a Super Bowl. it's not being the friend. It's just kind of you can kind of read a person mm. and be like, is this a guy I want to hire kind of thing. That's why they have face-to-face interviews for jobs. Yeah, but it's a job interview. We've been on job. You're, you guys have been on job interviews. You've put the best foot forward. Yeah, really are you trying to put your real self out there? Yeah, you're just the, putting what you think they want out there. It doesn't tell you much. But all these moves, not mainly Niners, Browns, mm-hmm. Texans, how how good are those teams? Texans may be the exception, but not that good. The Texans only made the playoffs because Marcus Mariota got injured. And, they got a good defense. And the Colts are crap. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, if the Colts were actually good, the Colts would have won that. If the Colts had an offensive line, they would have won that division. Let's put it that way. If they would have had an offensive line, they would have won that division. And if Marcus Mariota didn't break his leg and the Texans didn't if the Texans would have had two strong weeks the mm-hmm. last to end the season, we're not even talking about the Texans being the playoffs. That's why I kinda I, I don't give them that much credit for making the playoffs, but the Browns and the Niners, they've been jokes. Yeah. They've been jokes the last couple of years. Well the Browns a lot but of But the only of thing years. in 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 defense of the Browns really is the fact of getting the baseball guy is something that they're doing to do something different mm-hmm. with Jack, uh, the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, um, Jackson. But we was actually down in Mobile. Him and his staff got to coach the Senior Bowl this weekend. Good stuff. That was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> and I will defend John Fox icing the kicker. I will defend it because it was hilarious, and he smiled when he did it. He knew it was a joke, and he knew it was funny. Anyways. Um, He's got a sense of humor. Yeah, I read this article, of some, like a scathing article about how dare he ice the kicker in the senior that's, bowl. That's what he's going to see in the NFL. Right? Plus, it's a fucking joke. It's funny. Anyways, um, that's a team that's trying to change things, that's trying to move in a different direction. So I get why they are doing things that people consider to be strange and why they're saying, we were a bad team. We have to do something different. 
Uh, and that's exactly what I think the 49ers are doing. And in that case, I want to give them credit of saying we are trying something different. The problem is there is logic behind what was being done in Cleveland. I don't see the logic of what's being done here. They're basically being like, well, John Lynch knows that he has to prove himself. That's not logic. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. That's well, just saying, like, bizarre. we know it's strange, well, but, you know, and we're going to go kind for of it. to wrap up the question and bring it back to it, I would say that John Lynch is bizarre only because it's you could say, oh, well, he has a good football mind. But to me, it's like, wait, he's never been a general manager. He's never been an assistant general manager. Yeah. How is he? It's going to be, it's kind of like if, I mean, for me, let's be honest. I mean, I was teaching, mm-hmm. and then now in my day job, while doing this and trying to get this going, I'm an admissions counselor for college. Coming into that, I didn't know what the world was like. I'd never yeah. been, not even, it was weird, not even just the tale of the job of like, I had to learn everything and learn the skills to do the job, but also the. I only knew the teaching world, where the teaching world is not like your typical office workspace, mm-hmm. the cubicle workspace, as I should call it, where the teaching when you're in the classroom, it's very different than an office gig. Yep. So I had to learn that all over. I mean, was I able to do it? Yeah. But it's one of the things where will John Lynch be able to do it? Maybe. But will he be able we'll to see. do it? We'll see. Yeah. That's the thing. Yep. And and that's really what this is. I I a lot of people I mean we're having fun making fun of it and stuff and talking about how weird it is. Well, really, but at gonna, the same time it's going to be who all they does have to he do, surround himself with and we yeah. got to wait and see. All him. they have to do is prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. And I got in this type of situation I have but no problem saying, "Hey, John Lynch, that was a good hire." The one thing I will say and this might bring us into the wrapping this one up, the one thing I would do if I was the 49ers is if the Bills call and say we want your pick because we want Deshaun Watson, I'd be, I'd be trading in a heartbeat. I for would sure. be giving up that second pick for a lot more picks and trying to pull a Tennessee Titan or um, really Cleveland Browns and try to get either two picks in the first mm-hmm. or multiple picks for next year. But another thing, because you brought up John Fox, I wanted to bring this up. Bear fans who are listening to our podcast. One name you might want to uh, get to know because it looks like the Bears staff might have fallen in love with them at the Senior Bowl, wide receiver Zay Jones from East Carolina. So uh, that might be a, a lot guy. A of people fell in love with that him might, in that game. That might be a guy that you guys look at, a 6'2 wide receiver for outside the but first round. This is not the conversation here. This is not draft no, talk right not, at the moment. Not. But. He, there's no way the Bears are going to get the chance. They're not going to take him third overall. Yeah, but He's not going to be there in the second round. We'll, we'll see what that. That's a conversation for another day. But before we move on, any last things you we need to touch with the John Lynch hiring? Do you think we need to mention anything about the Kyle Shanahan? Because he said at media day that nothing's official, but let's be honest, he's going to be the head coach oh, of the for 49ers. Sure. No, I think the only thing is that, um, as a quote from earlier, uh, Earlier in this off, well, we're not in the off season yet, but postseason is that you don't fire owners, but that's what the problem is in the San owner. Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and really, sometimes it's like that's like you said, you can't fire an owner unless it's the only owner that I believe I've ever seen get fired is Donald Sterling in the NBA. He's the only one that I've mm-hmm. seen get get his team ripped away from him. Yeah, and. uh this is where I turn to you guys. Let us know what you guys think down below. Really, the thing I want to know is, do you think the John Lynch move is bold or is it bizarre? And tell us what you guys think. But that'll bring us into our next topic. And this one kind of started because today, Mark, Sean, in our group text message, sent us a tweet from um, Kyle Smith. And he's a guy who does a podcast called the AFC East Bros, where Two brothers host a podcast, and here's the tweet. And take the source as you may, um, because it's obviously not someone from ESPN, NFL Network. But it says, rumor from Senior Bowl, Bills may be interested in trading up to one to draft Trubisky. Whaley is no stranger to trading up. And Mark, I just want to 
Obviously, the draft is something we're going to talk a lot about, especially after this week when the Super Bowl is over. But I want to ask you this. Whether it be the Browns that they trade with or the Niners that they trade with, if you are the Bills, are you trading up to one or two in order to grab a quarterback? Hell no. (laughs) Simple as that. No, I'm not going to do that shit. Why would I do that? That's a terrible idea. One, because... I, I don't see the value in either one of these quarterbacks, um, whether it's Trubisky, whether it's, well, I should throw Kaiser in there, or if it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't see the value. I mean, people were pretty high on Kaiser. Kaiser was my favorite initially, but people have kind of forgotten about him. Which um, could be good. He could fall, and teams can get him at a better value. Oh, totally. And if you can get him in the second round, that's much, much more mm-hmm. worth your time. Uh, Deshaun Watson... You know, I definitely think he's the most exciting pick. He's the sexy pick here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I I have concerns about him. I forgot who it was that made the Vince Young comparison, but I think it's pretty pretty interesting comparison down below in one of our videos. Um, and then, of course. It was course, the behind the pen one where we talked about Deshaun Watson. Yep. yep. Uh, I Ear- liked that could comparison. Could be eerily similar because you think about it, won the national championship on his year out, uh-huh. had the run almost to the same corner of the end zone, and is the same type of quarterback, essentially. Sure. Yep. You guys just know that I'm scared of mobile quarterbacks. They don't last long. They get hurt. Well, hey, Deshaun Watson said don't call him a dual-threat quarterback. He's a he's a, he's a pocket passer. You're not actually a pocket passer, though. I, get, I understand if you want to be one, but you're currently not one. And then, of course, my, my big complaint about Trubisky is that he just needed another year. And I, I get it. You know, this was the perfect time for him to come out because, mm-hmm. hell, he could be picked number one overall. But, hell, if he's just picked in the first round, this was the correct time to come out. But at the same time... He just isn't ready. It's just that simple. He needs time to develop. And if he does get taken early by a team like Buffalo, that's horrible for him. He's not going to get that success. He needs an Aaron Rodgers type of treatment. He needs to go to, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers and hope that Big Ben sticks around for another year. Mm -hmm. You know, he needs to go to maybe Kansas City or to New Orleans where he can sit behind a good quarterback and just get a little bit better get prepared a little bit more, and then take that step forward. You know, I'm proud of Denver for not having Paxton Lynch start immediately. Uh, And he definitely was not ready to in that case. But that's what he's going to need. And, yeah, there's just no value. There's no reason for any team to trade for a quarterback. Well, and if I'm the Browns, if I'm the Browns, I am – and later in the podcast we're going to discuss where they should take a quarterback in the draft – but if I am the Browns, I am telling myself, fuck it, we'll trade with you. Because the one thing I look at is just look to last year. Because the Browns and the Niners both have a template of what they could ask for, what the asking price could be. Because it's one of those things where what's the most important position to a team? Quarterback. The quarterback. So it don't matter if these guys are Andrew Luck, John Elway, Tom Brady, or Vince Young, the fact is we got the chance to draft quarterback. And you we want need that, one. You want that chance. What are you going to give us to do it? And just so, just to play this game, last year, last year when the Titans gave up their pick along with their fourth and their sixth, what they got from the Rams was they got a first, which was the 15th overall pick. They got the 43rd and the 45th, who were both in the second round. The 76th, which was a third round. So two seconds, a third, and a first. And then they got a first and a third for this year's draft. That's why they've got a top, what, 10 pick because Mm -hmm. of the Rams. And if I look at what the Bills have so far this year, if we follow that same template, They have the first. It's about five picks sooner, though. It's 10. They only have one second-round pick, which is the 44th overall pick, and then their third-round pick is the 75th. So if you're the Bills, in order to trade for the number one pick, if I'm using last year as a reference, you're going to have to give up two first-rounders for sure. You're going to have to give up most likely two third-rounders. So you're giving up your first and your thirds for the next two years 
if you have the 2018 ones, because I have not looked at that one yet. I'm just looking at what they have in this draft. But the thing is, because they don't have that second, second round pick, what are you going to do to compensate that? Do you give up a second next year? They don't have a fourth round pick that was traded to the Bears in 2016. I mean, they do have what? They have two fifth round picks to use. They have the 139th and 152nd. I don't know if the Browns are going to want that. And then if you look for the second overall, this is what the Niners could ask for. I mean, it depends on what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan want to do. But the Eagles ended up sending five picks. They sent the number eight pick overall, which for a second rounder, like that was like for the second overall, ooh, we gave up a a higher value pick for the second than the Rams gave up for the first. That's desperation. They gave up the first, the third, and the fourth in last year's draft, and then a first-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. So if I'm the Bills, I'm looking at that second overall pick because to me the thing that I think is I don't think the Browns are taking quarterback number one overall. I I don't think think they're going to do it. I think they're going to go Miles Garrett. There's a reason why they came out and said they have an astronomical grade for him. Well, he's the best player in the draft, no doubt about it. I think they're going to take him. The thing is I think the Niners are the team they look at and the Niners go, we're making a trade. And if the Niners could go ahead and, yet again, using that Eagle Brown as a reference, if they could snap up the 10th overall pick, the 75th overall pick, then a fourth rounder, uh, the Bills don't have a fourth rounder, maybe you can try to get one of their fifth rounders and then get a first round pick and a second round pick in the future. If I'm the Niners, no brainer. I go, yes, give me that. If you're willing to give yeah. me that, they give get me, a lot. Give me, fix. give me always gets. That's what I'm saying. They get, they have a lot to fix. They definitely have that. the The thing is, like, if you're the Cleveland Browns, the 49ers, the Bears, the Jaguars, there's no reason why you don't trade back if you can. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of good defensive talent in this draft in the first round. You're gonna get somebody that's good, and then you're gonna get a lot more players as well. The the thing is that there's no real reason that I see for one of these teams to trade up. You talk about the Browns, they need a quarterback, sure, but they're not going to take one number one overall. The 49ers might take one because they have a new coat and they a new could. GM. They could. Uh, the Bears, if the 49ers take a quarterback, Bears are not, but I really don't think the Bears are going to take well, a quarterback no matter what. If the, if the Bears, let's say the Niners take a quarterback— the Bears, if they don't take Jonathan Allen, I will go on record saying that is a stupid move if you pass I actually, on Jonathan Allen. I don't want Jonathan Allen. I would rather have the safety. If I can't get Miles Garrett, I want this. I want a safety. Give me either, either a hooker, or. give me Allen. Um but I'll, I'll give you a, I'll spoil it right now here, Mark, because mm-hmm. basically Mike Rankin already spoiled it. In my second mock draft that I'm yeah. coming out with, you guys are getting Malik Hooker. I would take that. I would not be upset about Mainly it. Mainly because of his balls. And I'm, and I'm not upset about Jonathan Adam, uh, Adams. I'm just, I would rather have a safety than a defensive tackle mm-hmm. in that case. We got a lot of things up front. We need a lot of things in back. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't need a quarterback, probably. Titans don't need one. Jets, they need one, sure. Um, but they have a lot of needs as well. And that's another one of those situations where if the 49ers took the quarterback, I don't know that the Jets will take one. So for Buffalo... You can just sit there, and you might have that second quarterback, whether it's Trubisky or whether it's Watson, fall to 10. If it's up to Mel Kuyper, he even has Deshaun Watson falling to the Bills at 10. Yeah. So really, do you have to trade up in, like, do you have to trade up in the first place? I don't think you do. I think a lot of these teams that do need a quarterback, I don't think they're going to take that quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we're all expecting, uh, you know, one of these drafts where guys like Christian Ponder go way more, way earlier than they probably need to, uh, or Jake Locker, you know, things like that. But there are times where teams sit back and say, okay, yeah, it's not worth it right now. We'll take some else because we have other needs too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I can easily see that being this draft. And as much as I like to say lots of quarterbacks go because teams love taking quarterbacks, Every now and then you get a time where one quarterback's taken in the first round. No quarterbacks are taken in the first round. It's totally possible. And here's another thing I look at, and this goes more for the Browns. Mm -hmm. The reason why I would lean for the Browns to not trade with the Bills, 
and say, you know what, we're just going to make the pick is because if you trade with them, you'll obviously the 10th overall pick will be in that deal. Then you're at 10 and 12. So basically your strategy for 12 doesn't really change, but for 10 it kind of does. And at that point, if you're looking defensive ends, if I'm going based off of Mel Kuyper's draft, there's a chance that Solomon Thomas could be off the board. Could be off the board, though. He could have went to Cincinnati. Mm, And then your your next best kind of defensive end is he's got the next one going 19th with uh, Taco Carlton from Michigan going to the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you could take one at 10. Could be a reach. It doesn't know. We're going to get to the draft, and all these rankings are going to change until we get up moments before. But one of the things that I think could also help is – do the Browns try to make a trade with the Bills just because, hey, I know at 10 it'll be tricky picking off and then pick again, but we're going to get a future first out of it, and next year's first is mm-hmm. the one that's really going to mean something to us. Yeah. Well, plus in that type of situation, you're in a great spot where you're sitting there over 10 and or 12. Where you you're trade saying, back up. Well, trade back up, or you can say... Hey, are there two guys that we want? No, only one guy we really are that great on? Trade back again. All right, can we trade back again? Exactly. You know, you're in a good spot of control in that situation. Uh, or what you're saying is, you know, let's say we get to eight in there with Carolina Panthers or maybe seven with San Diego Chargers, and they're like, damn, we our guy's right there. We really want that guy. Well, you can package something to get your way back up. Totally possible. But for me, it's just I don't see – the value for the Buffalo Bills to move up, especially with the fact that Tyrod Taylor is on your team. You can get a competent quarterback who will do enough for you, who was not the problem last year, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Why is Tyrod Taylor suddenly uh, something you don't want? That makes no sense to me. I don't see that. Buffalo, there's no reason for you to trade up. There's no reason for you to go get your quarterback right now. Uh, not in the first round, that is. Mm-hmm. You have a good stopgap. You have a good option in place. And the Bills do have one pick in each round for 2018. Mm-hmm. So they do have assets that they could trade for the 2018 draft as well. And they do have their second round. Actually, they have all their picks for the 2019 too. So kind of like going back, like I said, that second round pick. Yeah. I th- like I. With the Bills, though, to get back to them, they've got Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. That's the thing they don't that we have a need. They have Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they don't like him, but it you don't have a need at quarterback. You created a need that doesn't exist. For some reason, by creating a bad relationship with this quarterback, and it makes no sense to me, you guys need to kiss his feet and make everything better. You know, kiss and make up. Well, and— because of because of having Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. my first thought is, do you need to move up and get Deshaun Watson? I know what everyone's going to say. I know it right now. But, Ricky, if you want to go and get a quarterback, go and get the best one. But, really, there's going to be guys that you can get after round one that will work. One of the guys that had a really nice weekend at the Senior Bowl, Cal quarterback Davis Webb and there is even now, of course, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Someone was bound to do it. Mm-hmm. Colin Cowherd even has a segment from his radio show today where you want to know what the title of the video is called, Mark? Sure. Is Cal quarterback Davis Webb the next Dak Prescott? Of course. It's That's it's what's a, happened. It's an easy, yeah, it's an it's easy, easy comparison. That's an easy click. That's yeah. an easy click. Oh, I want to see. I'm going to click it right now just to see what's mm-hmm. going on. But... My point is, there are quarterbacks that you can get. Another quarterback that had a good weekend this past weekend at the Senior Bowl, Joshua Dobbs. Mm-hmm. There are guys that you can go ahead and get. Yeah, are they Deshaun Watson? Do they have the name hype ability of Mitch Trubisky? No. But if you take one now, and guess what? It doesn't turn out. Next year's class is supposed to be better. You can just get a first-round quarterback then. Sure, and and one thing about that, too, is for the Buffalo Bills, you know, you have other options. I would say get offensive line first. Yeah. Beef up that offensive line so Tyrod Taylor has something to throw behind. I would love—that I would that would make perfect sense to me. It's just 
I don't see any reason for any team to really trade up. I think there's a lot of good talent here uh, in this trade, at least into the very, you know, the top yeah. 10 or something like that, top 15. There's a lot of good talent in the top 10, top 15. You don't need to move around. You really don't. There's no, there's no real reason for that. Stick where you are. Make your choice. Get good. Get a good team. And worry about that quarterback situation later, unless you're the Bills and your quarterback situation is already not. Well, I don't want to say solved, but you got it pretty well figured out already. Well, and the last thing I'm going to ask you, and this has to deal with your hometown Bears. Duh, Bears. Let's say the Browns draft Garrett. Uh-huh. The Niners, it was nice talking to you, but we're going to take either Mitch Trubisky or Jonathan Allen. Okay. Let's say they take Jonathan Allen for this one. Okay. If Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson are still there, and you are John Fox, and you are Ryan Pace, how how eagerly are you picking up that phone and going, "Hey Buffalo, what's up? How oh, you I doing? Love... How you doing today? Yeah, we got something you may want for sure. How how eager are you to get a deal done? And would that happen? Could that be a draft day trade we see? Draft day for sure. Um, because the Chicago Bears would or be really in a good draft night. It would be sure the Chicago Bears would be in a good position in that case of saying, "Yeah, Jacksonville doesn't need a quarterback. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't need a quarterback, but, but New the York Jets does. do. New York needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And hey, Jacksonville and Tennessee aren't on the phone with you right now. We're on the phone with you right now. Do you want to make that trade? I think it's worth making the phone call. Would do you call, I do you expect call in, them to do, do you it? Call in Kevin Costner to make that deal. You probably could. Day. <laughs> you'll get you'll get you'll give up a lot of picks, but then you'll get them all back. Then plus even more because that's how trading works. Yeah, it's exactly how it works. And nobody remembers the trade; they just remember the player. Mm-hmm. Um, so why didn't anyone want to go to his birthday? I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with that kid <laughs> with his birthday party. And then well, that's the one too with the dollar, right? The hundred dollar yeah. bill, and uh-huh. he never mentioned anything. He never mentioned anything about the hundred dollar bill because he never read the playbook. Yep. Oh, it's funny. I I prefer Moneyball's. Uh, well, he's got. He obviously has bad eyes. Did you see his girlfriend? <laughs> I prefer Moneyball's version of scouting. But anyways, um, yeah, Bears. Oh. They totally should make that call in that situation. But I don't expect any trades. I really don't. You don't. No. In the end of it, not in the top. What do you think the percentage is for both teams, Browns and Niners, that they trade their pick? To the Bills, and the Bills go up and get a quarterback either mm-hmm. before the draft or on the draft. Um, well, I mean, I pretty much just said zero, but uh, <laughs> I thought that was just for the Bears. For for the Cleveland Browns, I don't think they're going to trade. I think they love Miles Garrett. I think they're going to take him. The 49ers, I think they have maybe like a 30% chance of so trading back. Very, very low, but if anything, it's going to be the Niners. Exactly. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you guys think? Buffalo Bill fans, I want to hear from you. Do you want your team to draft a quarterback? Well, trade up to get a quarterback. I'm expecting most of you guys to say no, but let us know down below what you guys think and what you think of these quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about them a lot as we get from now to the end of May. And we're going to move on into our final topic, Mark, and it's going to be the Cleveland Browns. And the thing we're talking about in this segment of the podcast is what round should the Cleveland Browns draft a quarterback? And the reason why I ask this is last week, the end of last week, I think it was Thursday, um, Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine, or Hugh yep. Jackson, the Wolverine, um, came out and said, you know what? We're not ver- really sure when we're going to draft a quarterback, but we are going to draft a quarterback this year. So I went to Twitter, the MVP account, and I asked the Twitter sphere. What round should hashtag dog pound take a quarterback in the 2017 NFL draft? I want to thank you for the 21 people who voted. Do you want to take a guess at what round most people in our poll said that the Browns should take a quarterback? Your choices are Mm -hmm. first round, second round, third or fourth, or fifth, sixth, or seventh. Those are your four choices. Third, fourth. That was 24%. Tied for second with second round. Second round? Second round. Second round and third and fourth had 24 each. Nice. Most people, 48% said the first round. 
So that means either at number one overall uh-huh. or at 12 overall, the Browns should take a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I disagree. Said, I said third, fourth. I would say third, fourth, too. And, and my reasoning is that Cody Kessler, I think, needs to be given a shot. Uh, he didn't show that he was bad. He didn't look great, but he looked good enough that I think he deserves to have a competent line. You know, maybe to have a, a defense that is a little bit better, going to perform better for them. An overall team that's better. Yeah. Maybe right. a running back if Leonard Leonard Floyd falls at 12. Could certainly help. Um, yeah, I, I think that he, well, any quarterback, whether it was RG3, um, did they have McCown last year, mm-hmm. uh, or Kessler, were all expected to do too much, and there was nothing there to help them. I do also find it, I'm curious to see if they're going to keep RG3 around. Because why not, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who else really wants RG3 that badly? Uh, and the Wolverine really thought that he could do something with him, so he might keep him around just to see if he can. You know, I don't think that the Cleveland Browns need to take a quarterback in the first round. Number one overall, it would be a terrible idea. I don't agree with it at all. Miles Garrett's the way to go. At number 12, to me, it's just the BPA. And there's a good chance that Trubisky and Watson are going to be off the board. Not a great chance, but a good mm-hmm. chance. So who who are you going to reach for? In that case, well, for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be spoilery. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, this is a spoiler alert. If you're on YouTube, my mock draft is already out, so you can go ahead and see it. But at 12, I had Leonard Fournette falling to them at 12. So really, they were taking Miles Garrett and Fournette. In my 2.0 mock draft, and to me, like if those are if those players are available, you don't need to take a quarterback. Like I think I had one quarterback in the top ten, which was to mm-hmm. the Jets, and then I had Deshaun Watson like end of the first round. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I look at, and for my answer, third or fourth, if I'm looking at CBS's rankings for the projected rounds of quarterbacks. Here are guys that have either a three or a four next to their name. Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech. Let's be honest, though. He's probably going to be a second-round quarterback. They have two, three. He might lean more towards that, too. But you've got Brad Kaya Mm -hmm. in the third round. I like him. I I don't want him to start, Mm -hmm. but I like him. You know who doesn't like him? Dave. Dave can't stand Kaya. Don't know. Ask Dave. I just know he was telling me it was either Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Can't stand Kaga. Kid's got a great gonna, arm. Thinks he's not going to be a great quarterback. Another one, Nate Peterman from Pitt, fourth rounder. And a guy listed as a fourth, fifth rounder, a guy we mentioned in the Bills segment, Davis Webb. Yeah. Who could be the next Dak Prescott, apparently. Maybe. I know Ricky's scared of quarterbacks with the last name Webb, but, you know, I don't but blame all, him. like... There are other guys in this draft that, I mean, could move up, mm-hmm. and there are guys that could have some hype. I mean, you look at Chad Kelly, who, yeah, he's injured right now, has a knee thing going on. Yeah. But you have Cody Kessler. Like, you can let Chad Kelly sit and give Cody Kessler a shot. Fuck, you still have Robert Griffin, the third, mm-hmm. on this roster. I mean, there are guys like C.J. Beathard, Josh Dobbs, um, Seifu Laafu from uh, Colorado, and the one guy that everybody seems to be going ape shit over, um, the kind of I think it's D three um, guy might go undrafted, but Antonio Pipkin. Mm-hmm. That's one that I know when we first started talking about quarterbacks, there were a no- numerous amount of people going, "What about Pipkin? What about Pipkin from Tiffin?" I believe it is, but there are guys in this draft that you can go after and not have to waste a first-round pick on one. Of course. And it's just the fact of, sure, the Cleveland Browns need a quarterback, um, but they still have an unanswered question in the quarterback roster You right took now. Brandon Whedon in the first round. Just remember that. Yeah, you got to, and Johnny you took Football. Brandon Whedon and Johnny Football. You, got, you have to atone for your sins first. But no, I just And that think, Brandon Whedon mm-hmm. pick came... Via the Julio Jones trade. Yeah, right. So you got Brandon Whedon while the Falcons got Julio Jones. Good job on that one. I think that when it comes to to the draft, and what I always say is that 
teams that draft quarterbacks continue to draft quarterbacks early. Uh, and that's the that's what Cleveland is trying to erase. They're trying to mm-hmm. get rid of that. And I think they have the right idea of, at least seemingly, let's build the team first. Sure, let's get a quarterback in the second, the third, the fourth. Uh, but we're building the team. The team is what we're trying to build up right now. And really, if it's Cleveland, if I have the chance to trade one of these first-round picks, mm-hmm. I'm not against that, too. I want to stockpile more picks as really, well. Really, you know what could also happen? You could also use your second-round pick because you're going to have the first pick of that next day. Basically you a first-round pick. You could basically take either Kaiser or Mahomes, mm-hmm. whoever one fall, if one of the well, if Kaiser falls there, but you could even take Pat Mahomes to start off the yeah. second round. Yeah, and I like Mahomes as well. I think he's an interesting option out there for teams who could surprise some people. Uh, but you know, to to me, where do the quarter or where do the Browns take a quarterback? It's not the first round. Mm-hmm. It's the second or third one. I preferably would not say in the second round too, because there's going to be some good talent. Uh, that's going to help the whole team that's going to fall into the second round for sure. Could even be a wide receiver. It could he honestly be Christian McCaffrey. It could. It and could. they, like we said, they need it a could. running back. That would be an awesome option. An it could awesome even addition. be either him or Deonta Foreman. Yeah. Depending on if McCaffrey goes to the Patriots, like everyone wants well, it Yeah, to. everyone wants that to happen. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It's just to me. There are plenty of teams that want a quarterback. You know, for the Cleveland Browns, the the big thing for them is. I don't think that the uh, – if I were to guess right now, 49ers and the Bears are not going to take a quarterback in the first round. Those teams are going to want to take mm-hmm. a quarterback in the second round, however, probably. Uh, so that's the pressure for Cleveland to say, if we don't take one of these guys now, San Francisco or Chicago is going to get them. But, Potentially but even look the at Jets. this. If you don't get a quarterback, like you're not able to draft one mm-hmm. early on, you have Cody Kessler there. You have oh, RG3 yeah. there. For sure. So you have quarterbacks where mainly— I think you're okay next year. Mainly it's Cody Kessler because I think he needs to be given, like you said, a chance. And then you can go out and get a quarterback next year if you want to. And I know what people are thinking. But, guys, you go ahead and you lock down that position, that quarterback position right away. But none of these quarterbacks are Andrew Locke. None of them are John no. Elway. I know everyone, like, I knew this was going to happen after that championship game, watching it. I'm like, people are going to fall fall in love with Deshaun Watson. And it's and, understandable. Well, it kind of reminds me of you're dating a girl, she cheats on you, mm-hmm. and then she comes back and says she's sorry. And it's like, no, I can't forget what you did. But some guys do. Some guy, oh, I hate being lonely, and then they come back and you accept them back. It's like sure, I don't see your analogy, but yeah. Well, look at every look Uh at the track record before that one game. Don't let that one game decide because really drafting a quarterback Mm -hmm. is like a marriage. You are marrying a quarterback, Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where I mean, now in this day and age, it's not a complete like analogy because. People get divorced all the time, and it's not as bad. Like, back in the day, you get married, you come back, you get divorced. Your family, you are, like, shunned almost. Yeah. Where it's, like, hot, like, oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Coming this back, guy. coming back home, uh-huh. huh? Oh, didn't work out. Now did it, buddy. That's what it is here. You don't want to get married to someone and then get divorced. Nobody gets mm-hmm. married hoping, man— I hope in like a month or two. I can't I'm wait for. Can't wait for my next one. Like I cannot wait for that one. Uh huh. Nobody yeah. wants that, and that's what you're you're getting married every time you draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I especially in the first, especially top five. I hope you guys down below in the comment section enjoyed Ricky's random analogies. Um, <laughs> but to me, yeah, really, you're the one that should be the one that has more mm-hmm. knowledge comparing it to marriage, as you are getting married this right? year. To me, it's plain and simple. Cleveland Browns, they have quarterbacks available on the roster that maybe are not the actual answer, but it's enough for right now. Get the rest of the team figured out because if you draft a quarterback today or you draft a quarterback tomorrow, no matter what, you still don't have the rest of the team. I know you're feeling the pressure because of Carson Wentz. You guys had the option to to get him, but Carson Wentz wasn't going to be good on your team, I can tell you that. And if you didn't do what you did, you wouldn't have had that 12th pick. Exactly. Exactly. So, pass. For me, I think that there's two teams that are in the same situation, the Browns and the Bears. You don't need to take quarterback in the top three. 
No. You do not have to do it. Just wait. And, I mean, the Browns, they're really going to be feeling the pressure in the second round because, really, I think it's going to come down to Pat Mahomes. And, really, it's going to be either the Browns take them or the Bears take them. But, yeah, it's one of those things where I think the third and fourth is good because, like I said, there's a lot of quarterbacks you could take there. Okay, yeah, Peterson, or Peterman, Webb, Dobbs, Kelly, um, Leafu is one that I like as well. Pipkin, if he can perform. We're, we obviously have the combine and pro days to work more so for me, the combine, because I think you get to see them. Like a pro day to me is like a practice. You should be performing well at your pro day because mm-hmm. you're really not out of your element. Yeah, very scripted. Remember when everyone was like, oh, man. Do you see Johnny Manziel's pro day man had the music pumping and mm-hmm. he was connected on everything? Yeah, where I mean, even look at uh, what was it Gilbert's pro day where I think he completed every single all or only mm-hmm. had one incompletion. Very scripted. I mean, Seth Russell's another guy you can go after late if you need to. I, these are not franchise changing guys, but they're later guys. And I think next year, because let's be honest, the Browns are. The Browns are not that team where it's like, man, if we had that quarterback, we'd yeah. be in the Super Bowl. You can draft what you need, make your team better, probably be in the top five again next year, and then draft your quarterback. For sure. That's what you can do. Yeah. But before we wrap up this this segment, before we wrap up this podcast, anything we missed with this Browns segment? No. Uh, the only thing with the Browns is, you know, good job. You didn't shut anybody this year. No, you didn't. I, I am glad that Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine, is going to get uh, his fair share and get another year. And he actually got to work with some guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Le- Leafu, I believe Pipkin, were two of the guys that the Browns actually got to work with a part of the senior bowl. So maybe those later round guys kind of give them some hope that, hey, may- we can wait on the quarterback because our guys will be waiting there. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know either on Twitter at Ricky Widmer at the Mark Weber. What you guys think about the Browns? Where should they take quarterback? If you're on YouTube, let us know down below in the comment section. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast today. You guys get two, so check out our Super Bowl preview as well. Getting you ready for Super Bowl lead this Sunday between the Patriots and the Falcons. Last but not least, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We want to go to VidCon. Only one way we can do that with your help. So check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We want to make these videos obviously better for you guys, our fans. Thank you guys for checking out this podcast. We'll see you next week for our podcast anniversary. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.